What's going on, everybody? Corey here. Welcome back to another Fly Casual. Hey, guess what? It is still hot in the solo time, and we are inundated with all the different reactions and things going on around the solo movie. Last week, you heard us talk about our initial impressions. Now we're going to talk about the worldwide implications. So stay tuned for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! This just in. What? Ha, the solo a Star Wars story has broken the record. What? The, it has broken the record for lowest grossing Star Wars film. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, Good job, terrible. Solo. Oh, no, stop. No. Breaking records every best everywhere. ever. What are you talking about? Oh, crap. Mike, is that you? <laughs> uh oh. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. What type of knees is Solo? <laughs> That it's important asking for a friend. Uh, well, it's not as good as Last Jedi, but no, no, it is him. <laughs> oh shoot! Let's cancel this one. We're wrapping it up. The Jenny! greatest cinematic event ever. Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? No, just kidding. Hey, ladies and germs, welcome back to Fly Casual, episode Hello. number one eighty four. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Corey. Mr. Corey T. Wilson over there on the uh, left there is Mr. Michael Derrick. I'm enjoying a little rum tonight. I'm just saying. Yeah. If I'm slurring my speech, if I'm not quite getting out full sentences, apparently there's a reason. Apparently the wife restocked the Coke Zeros. (laughs) I see two of them down there. Yes. I'm well, you know, usually with the spiced rum, you got a little, you know, you got to mix it. I want to meet the person that drinks spiced rum straight. And I want to ask them to go on some really wild swinging adventure for me because apparently they have the intestinal (laughs) fortitude to do so. I I do that once in a while. With with good rum, I'll drink it. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I just crap open the the pepper mill and I just lick the peppercorns and sometimes chew them in my teeth because it's about the same flavor. <laughs> how, about, how about we do uh, shots of Rumplemans? I'm ready for shots of about anything right now. I just oh, finished no. off <laughs> I finished off my red bush just now. Rumplemans being peppermint. I'm down to iced tea. Yeah, start, start on that black bush. Oh, that yes. black bush is half gone. That's what I started on uh, before. Yeah, Garrick I was lovely and brought some black bush last weekend. I know. I'm the high class visitor. Yep. And then we had two people bring Red Bush, so I was happy as a clam. <sighs> Losers. Red Bush is sweet, though. Black Bush, I think Black Bush mixes better. Oh, yeah. yeah. I put a little bit in ginger ale, which I feel like it's too good for ginger ale, but I kind of wanted something like that, and it was perfect. I did the same thing with Red Bush. Not so much. Such a plan. Not so much. Uh, so, yeah, I did Mike. Over there, Master Trolls, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Yeah, so uh, solos full of cool. Space swashbuckling entertainment. That's what I said. Word. Agreed. Pretty much yep. know, verbatim. Indubitably. I, I verbatim. I use. It was just missing Johnny Depp. That's the only thing it was missing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as, as, as Eric went, oh, group. I thought you hit the button yeah. that was like the button that does that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's just oh. Yeah, that button right there. <laughs> that button. I, I, yeah, I feel I say that about a lot of movies. This, you know what this movie is? A uh, spoonful of Johnny Depp. Just a nice yeah. little yeah. spoonful of Johnny Depp helps the Tim Burton go down. <laughs> the Tim Burton go down, literally, <laughs> figuratively. The Tim Burton go down over there. Cross pond down. Fuse Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. 
Well, for the record, I liked Empress Nest before Howie did. Ooh. I don't believe it. I'm not going to repeat. Showdown. I'm not going to repeat. Nest is my girlfriend. We're going to have a dance Showed off. Up. Let's when, have a dance when off. Petrie got out right, of, when Petrie got oh. in, out of his viewing of uh, Solo <clears throat> and texted us, I'm not going to repeat what he said about Empress Nest uh, because I don't know how old she is. <laughs> True dad, that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, she geez, I hope a beautiful young woman. I hope she's of age. <laughs> she is. You don't you don't have to feel guilty if you don't say anything or act on it, right? True that. That's right. Yeah. Probably, no, it depends. Nah, probably depends. not. <laughs> I don't in today's society, yeah. Yeah, you should probably just say that. Mm. Oh, she's a man until she's eighteen. <laughs> so I don't know how old she is, but she is a, a, a very beautiful young woman. So let's leave it at that. Uh, hey, gentlemen, we're here. We're 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 here, and we're going to talk about uh, we're talking about solo again. But it's not going to be a repeat of last week. Oh, hex no! This is going to be a salad bowl episode. Just ah. so you know, this is not our normal formula, right? We have now two weeks straight, uh, three weeks if you include the one we didn't do. Three weeks straight, <laughs> you completely diverged from the formula, and we are having another uh, uh, episode long discussion. About several factors pertaining to the world's reaction to the Solo film. And I think it is pertinent for us to mention that since we will be talking about Solo, we'll probably hit on some spoilers. Spoilers! Which is one of the reasons that we waited a few weeks to release this stuff. Because yeah, we that's the reason. Go out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's yeah. what HR is telling me. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we did want everybody to be able to see the movie and, and digest it and everything else. But yes, this will be a spoiler cast so be forewarned right put put take out your sensitive your ears and put in your your good good and, and like raunch just yeah. rust covered f- fuzzed ears dusty ears and if we're spoiling solo f- for you that means you haven't seen yeah what the hell it. go see you're right part the of hell, the problem you are part of the problem taking a stance all come on and you know what that means? It's time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. <laughs> Whoa! Well, I guess we Whoa. didn't have one last week, so... I can't say it's again, because... Broke the streak. I don't know if y'all know this, but... Paul Bettany is the dude who played the Dryden Voth in the Tholo movie. Yeah, right. Mm, yeah, he ruined his first face. take on the set. What? His first take with when Han and Chewie come walking into his office. Or party or whatnot and unfortunately paul bettany on the side of chewbacca with the cameras rolling just walked right up and gave him a hug (laughs) (laughs) and they had to call cut we gotta hug a wookie okay now i love i love paul bettany more than i did before don't you (laughs) when porkins guy told me that he read that i thought it was hilarious Like, he didn't mean to do it either. It was just an impulsive, like, he just hugged the Wookiee. <gasps> Chewie! The dude hugged Hug. the Wookiee. I mean, that's... No. No, you're uh, the bad guy. Yeah, you're the bad guy. You have to Paul, be... Oh, you're the bad guy. <laughs> but, but it's a Wookiee. It's so huggable. Please please leave Wipe that in the behind him. the scenes on the yeah, DVD. Yeah, I want to see I want to see that outtake <laughs> of Paul walking up and hugging the Wookiee and literally everybody going, wait, what? The bad guy just hugged the Wookiee. Well, that's even better knowing how he got into... 
<laughs> this movie, right? Right. Because we did yeah. a Porkins a few weeks ago yep. about a text message that he had sent to Ron Howard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was literally like something like the one thing missing from my life is being in a Star Wars. Resort. I don't remember it exactly, but gosh, I just like Paul Bettany more and more every day. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of good it. Good right man. There. Hey, hey, guys. Yeah, yes. Night's Tale was a good movie. There you go. Night's yeah. Tale is a good movie. Night's Tale is a good uh, Also, 19. She's 19. Oh, well, there, there we the go. Hey, Wait a minute. Hey. That means she was probably 17 when they were shooting. No, she'd what? been 18. That was recent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everyone should not feel like a pervert, but should still feel a little bad. I think that's where that puts us. Not a perv. Still a little, still a little pervy. Not not a, not a whole pervert. Like part, never go full pervert. It's part pervert. A little bit pervy. A little, little pervish, pervesque, if you will. There you go. All right, mm. let me settle that. Keep it, keep it in your pants, bro. All right. Where are we? We're Box office. All right. At the end All of right. week Maybe. one of Solo, of a Star Wars we story, where were we at, as, that, point? at as, that point in the past? Where were we? As we record, no, we no, no, are, at the time no, a week bro. before <laughs> when we recorded our last podcast, before the before the robot overlords took over and disconnected us from the Internet. We are about to start the second week of Solo, a Star Wars story. The end of the first week. He's going with it. I am because people need to know. Mike, people need to know. You ruined the okay, domestic. Where were we? <laughs> I have a he's, crossbow he's train. Pointing on Mike. a crossbow at me. I don't have it loaded. In fact, the string's not even drawn. So the worst thing I could do is just throw it at him. <laughs> okay, so the this domestic is solid ABS plastic, bro. All right, the domestic take after week one, one hundred nineteen and a half million dollars. So, um, wow, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Not, it's actually the most uh, in in a single week that a Ron Howard film has ever taken. Mm-hmm. Good job. Unfortunately, you know, various <laughs> very successful movies. The most of them are cheaper. Unf- unfortunately, <laughs> it has not hit expectation. Okay, so I, I think from the beginning they kind of knew that this wasn't going to uh, take in the numbers that. Any of them they have, including Rogue One, which right. is a non-saga movie. Right. So that expectation was there. Um, I still think they were expecting and hoping for a little bit more than this. So actually, uh, the expectation over the, the four-day weekend was that they would be in the 140 to 170 million range. Okay. After that four-day weekend, they were more in the 104 range. Mm-hmm. 105, 103, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, well short of expectation. Oh, Solo, a star or a story. How yeah. the audience does not love you. Let me count the ways. And this is... Uh, and let's see, way number one, <laughs> Infinity War. Way number two, Deadpool 2. Way number three, The Last Jedi was just a few months ago. Way number four, The Last Jedi was The Last Jedi. Way number. Shall I go on? There's a lot There's, of reasons why this movie didn't have. This movie was not. It's not like every other movie got out of the way, like right. they have with. So other let's Star Wars. let's they let's just. They should have released it in December. Is what. Okay. Should. So yeah, let's start. Let's start As there. I predict. Let's let's talk about that. Should it have been? And, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Resounding. I and I. I tend to agree with you guys that had they got a little more distance between The Last Jedi, which was definitely divisive, uh, you know, and had a year between, you know, for people to recover and kind of get in the the expectation of, hey, you know, we got a new one coming. I I think definitely the result would have been better. 
Mm-hmm. But you know it comes out December twenty first. Mary of this year. Poppins. Yeah. Mary what Poppins. Else? <laughs> Aquaman. What else? Attila Battle Angel. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's which, gonna eat which Mary one Poppins. Of those no, actually, go I think see. Incredibles is out at that time too. I mean, there there's a whole host. December, Incredibles is June. I mean, Incredibles June fifteenth. Oh, okay. Then I'm yeah. I'm sorry. There's another one though at the end of the year that uh, I think it's a Disney release, no less. Mary so, Poppins. <laughs> besides besides Mary Poppins or something. That's else. the thing though. I, they don't want anything to eat into Mary Poppins. No, absolutely. Not. They don't. Mary Poppins return because Disney is doing this thing right now where they're where they're doing sequels remakes reboots of very classic franchises and they can't screw this up because it's a huge part of their bread and butter going forward and disney has been dominating everything right but the problem is a lot of that domination has been through their other properties disney proper other than animate like disney animation marvel star wars disney proper like how many disney movies have come out recently but yet when you look back your childhood childhood of like live action disney movies were a big deal it's been knobs and broomsticks disney was wasn't it i don't remember yeah sure why not? anyway the all the old buena vista movies you know like they're trying to get back into that game where they have actual live action movies that are the Disney brand, which is important because back in the Uncle Walt days, those were a huge part of the magic. And so I got a feeling that Mary Poppins, which was, I think, originally supposed to come out this summer. I think they're leaving a huge berth for that. They want everyone to go see Mary Poppins Returns. I think it's a big part of it. Well, I'll see. I also I'm definitely going to see. I also believe, and I've said this in the last couple of casts, that I believe that Lucasfilm is looking to the future because the saga films after next year will be done, and they've got to look to okay, what are we doing post saga films? Okay, yeah. My belief, my my theory on this is that they're going to try to get to a, a place where they're doing more of these anthology films. And kind of going more to a Marvel model mm. where they're doing like one-off films and then and then at some point doing a, you know, an ensemble film where they're bringing everybody together from these, you know, these various anthologies and, and doing a big film. Yeah, maybe. In, in, a la like Infinity War. To me, that's their model going forward. A movie that two weeks prior to the release of Solo broke every record. Yes, right. And so, that doesn't just go to bed. No, after two right. Weeks. Well, I, I, I think that, and so I, I believe that part of this releasing in May is their attempt to, you know, see what would happen if they release a movie five months, six months after releasing a saga film. Mm-hmm. And and obviously this is it, a, though, if that were it, though, they would never put it up against Infinity War. And even though Deadpool 2 is a Fox property, Deadpool 2. I'm not saying that this is ideal for them, but that's how it's always going to be, though. Yeah, they're always I mean, Disney owns so much now <laughs> they can't be, they can't help but be their own worst competitor. <laughs> right. Seriously, this is exactly. going to happen going forward. Yeah. So it just kind of is what it is. And, and these films are going to have to. And that, that's why I believe and we were talking about this before we started casting. I mean, these guys are going to have to really get good at budgeting these films. Yeah, they're I mean, uh, we're it's hearing batting down the hatches and actually try. Well, we're hearing, especially with with Solo and the problems they have with Lord Miller and reboot, you know, bring in, re, you know, yeah, the of reboot of reboot was really difficult. For me to swallow, but the live action, but part. but that kill, but that Why kills the production that? budget. I mean, we're hearing estimates anywhere in the two fundy to three hundred range for this film. Yeah, and ooh, that's gonna be which tough. is 
astronomical for it is. for that's, a that's for just, an anthology. That's Justice League money, y'all. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, that's Justice League take right now. <laughs> oh, Justice League did better in this first weekend. And that's, that's hard. That's hard to swallow, man. Now, let's take it. Let's take a moment and appreciate the fact that we're lamenting the fact that a movie that stars Batman, Superman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Did better. Don't forget Cyborg. Yeah. Oh, no, I did forget Cyborg. <laughs> so did they when they uh, were purposefully him in. Forgot Ew. Cyborg. Oh man, that was some awful graphics. I when we I was up at your house, I tried to watch yep. it and I, I couldn't. And the Plex finish. server, it was so even bad. the Plex server said, "No, you're done." I've tried watching that. Yeah, movie. within thirty minutes of the ending, and the Plex server went, "No." No, <laughs> and it stopped, and we never finished. I've it. tried watching that movie like, three times, you, and I can't. I can't get past much past uh, Aquaman. <laughs> His first. Wow, you didn't get very far at no, all. Not very far. Oh man, you didn't sit around for the worst of it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You missed out on so much Henry Cavill CG'd upper lip. You missed oh. out so oh, much. That disappoints me. Yeah, there's so much more to enjoy. It was the best part, really. Yeah. <laughs> really was. It's the highlight of the movie. Other than <laughs> other than the fact that Wonder Woman is cool and attractive. Yeah. And Ezra her, Miller, I love Ezra her Miller scenes. is fun as the Flash, even though if it's not your typical take on Barry Allen. Other than that, Henry Cavill's upper lip is the highlight of the film. <laughs> yeah, they can they can play CG or not CG. In exactly. <laughs> and here's the answer. CG. <laughs> the answer is all CG the whole time. Okay, so we're talking these box office numbers, right? Box and office. and why are they low? And we're talking about, you know, hey, they're up against some big, some heavy hitters. Right. I, obviously, I mean, to me, there's no question that going up against Deadpool and against Infinity War has affected this. When it comes to the box office, I have zero desire to talk about the haters. I have zero desire to talk about the people who are uh, like... We're going to talk about them whether I, you no, like no, no, it or no, not. But when it comes to box office numbers specifically... right. I look at the, like it's kind of like you know it's like everything in the media we're we're fanning the flames of the worst of any side of an argument right everything is 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 non representative of like ninety five percent of the actual public right so if we've got haters and stuff like that and the people running out to Rotten Tomato and leave a bunch of crappy scores and say I didn't see the movie but this sucks because the Last Jedi sucked or people going out going I don't like it because I like the Last Jedi better first off okay I'm not gonna say you guys are all idiots but you're idiots and so I think Wait, well so let's Let's hit on this, though, because but this I don't is, think that it's a big representation of the I, box I, And I agree with you. But I think it's the competition. But this is what this is what people are talking about. So we need to hit on this. So, yes, you're exactly right. There's there's a movement out here where people who didn't like The Last Jedi, for whatever reason, for various reasons, they are mad with the well, franchise. They're, we, they are we, disenfranchised. We even, we even have people on our that follow us on Twitter have said, I'm skipping this one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's not a Rotten Tomato thing. Hey, it's a listener. I love you, but you're only hurting yourself <laughs> and also yeah, the man. rest of us. Seriously. Yeah. So I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. So, but and I do want to 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 get on this. So I believe. I mean, from my perspective, from what I've seen, from the things I've read, you know, I mean, it, it's obvious to me that the last Jedi is very divisive, mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because I've really been digging into this lately, and I've been getting on Twitter, and I've been having a lot of conversations with people that are fans and, of this and, movie. And allow me to to say real quick before you get into that. That. Um, when I say you're idiots, I'm not saying people who didn't like the movie are idiots. That's a conversation I want to have. Sure, you're idiots I'm if you didn't see the movie. If you prejudge the movie, right? Based on the Last Jedi. <laughs> based on the Last Jedi, no matter how you feel about it. Yeah. If you prejudged it based solely on that, right? You're only hurting yourself. Right. 
and the and we're going to hit these guys here in a second, but oh, let's hit them good. Let's <laughs> take that. So here's here's up. here's my take on things. Let's I'm, put them in the I box. mean, I think I think at best that you can say is that the last Jedi is divisive. I think <laughs> it's 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 rare to find people in the middle on the last Jedi. It's it's like either the people really loved it or they really hated it. And it's there's because the gap has widened the further we get away from the movie. People, seriously, I don't hear people going. You know, the more I watch, the more I like it. I said that after the second viewing, but as right. I got away from it, I'm split back off again. See, yeah, and I, and I'm the same way. I really I felt better about it when I was closer to it, but the further we get away from it, I, I I've well I've actually dropped it to the bottom of my list now. Yeah, I don't know if it'll always stay there, but it is there at this point. Mm-hmm. And 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 right and, below. So what you're saying, <laughs> so what you're saying <laughs> resonates with me. But you know, there is a host of of people that really loved that movie, and they think it's the best in the franchise, and that it was bold and and, and all this now stuff. I'm more interested in those conversations. Yeah, because now we've got okay, but what about this other thing? Like, because I know that I feel very differently about the Last Jedi and Solo. So, like the people who like love Last Jedi more than Solo, I'm like, okay, now let's talk, right? Because before I thought you were bat guano crazy, right? And now I feel like okay, now we've got a point of reference. Like we can triangulate a little bit. And I'll tell you what. Side note here, I, you know, these conversations I've been having on Twitter are very fascinating, and and I get where people are coming from. I I don't agree with with most of it, but I mean they've challenged even my notions of this film. So you know, it's it's good conversation to have. It's fun actually. Mm-hmm. I, I I now the people that are respectful that that's that's kind of been my 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 litmus test. If people start making fun of me or or whatever. Or call yeah. me an idiot or just calling you a hater yeah right then like, i i kind of disengage from them but like, my, like seriously i am raw from how much i love solo i am raw right. <laughs> right from how much i enjoyed this movie so i'm not a hater right we've just got different things we're interested so in. i think there is a minor in, star wars no i'm sorry in, t- in <laughs> terms of terms of, the, of this movie from my perspective it seems very 50 50 to me i think it, it feels like you know half the fans i interact with are, are really love the movie and half the fans i interact with you know really don't like the movie solo and and no and, no no. Oh, you're talking, talking about Last Jedi, Jedi okay, still. Yeah. So uh, fast forward. What I'm saying is that okay. So now we're fast forwarding to what the the boycott boycotts and all this stuff are. The people that you're referencing. Okay. Yep. People so, at both ends of the Last Jedi. So there have there is this boycott crew. So I I don't want there to be a misconception about this because I believe the boycott people are a tiny minority. Yeah. They're a small, That's less than five percent so of, of we, Star Wars fans, not just movie fans. I'm, right. I'm getting more niche, right? Than that. So I, I'm saying that you know half the fans that didn't like Last Jedi, you know, uh, you know maybe fifty percent or, or smaller, larger, whatever your perspective is. But these boycott people, I think, are a, a, a fraction of that group. Okay. Yeah. So now these boycott folks, although are, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's higher than. Well, boycotters. Well, we'll talk about. Let's talk about uh, Rotten Tomatoes and what you found on there here in just a second. Yeah. So I want to establish who these boycott people are. So these boycott people are. They live in their parents' basement. (laughs) They hate women. Oh, sorry. (laughs) What movie are we talking about again? Look, I'm I'm all about people having their opinions. I'm even fine if you want to boycott the. uh, You know, whatever. I think you're doing yourself a disservice given the quality of the film that we've seen. Yeah, man, it was fun. There is there is a movement, however big or small that you think that it is out there that are the last Jedi was 
you know, a junk movie yep. and people are mad at Ryan Johnson and yep. they're mad at Kathleen Kennedy yep. and they are boycotting this movie and they're they're making a lot of noise. Walking down the town square carrying their little tiki torches. They are making a lot <laughs> of noise on the internet right now. Pitchforks. And actually they're claiming victory this week. They're claiming that that their movement has caused you know the box office numbers to be low, yep, and, and that- ISIS claims every terrorist action in the world too. So <laughs> right. same, same, right? All right. That's pretty comparable. <laughs> well, I, and again, I just wanted to kind of define this for people because I, I, I think all of us kind of generally agree that these boycott folks are. Are pretty small. Are we sure it's a group of people and not just one person like <laughs> packing in and disseminating? It? I get no, it. There's, if, if you, it. I follow. I I follow a lot of these guys on on YouTube, and they've got a lot of followers, man. So oh, yeah, and I get you know, it. I of course that this, they have wrong with the last Jedi. Obviously, I probably share in eighty percent of them. Yeah, right. But but not to the point where I'm boycotting, you know, seeing solo or other efforts, especially when they're in charge especially when the people in charge are different well, they're than shooting, Ryan Johnson they're and his crew. They're, they're shooting a lot of their arrows straight at Kathleen Kennedy. Which even we've come we used to worship yes. the ground she walked on and now we're starting to question her decision. We have yes. we've even said that we think there's gonna be some repercussions. I think it's pretty obvious to me what you know how big these boycotts are, how you know but to me the divisiveness of The Last Jedi cannot be and is not being ignored by Lucasfilm or Disney. Well, and that goes to show, I mean, we've been labeled haters by some people and stuff like that with our criticism of The Last Jedi. But I think the fact that there still remains a residual, a vocal residual minority of people who are carrying boycotts as a result of The Last Jedi, let's say specifically for people who didn't like The Last Jedi and their boycotts are the result of that, goes to show that there's a side to this. It's you can't just throw it away. You know? Right. It's there whether we like it and or I not. I know I'm a broken record, but I challenge anybody, anybody who says that, oh, those people are just haters. They just don't like anything to sit down with me and watch the Ghostbusters remake without groaning. Because the truth of the matter is these are real people with real impassioned sure. beliefs right. about something and they should not be discounted. Correct. There is something that can be learned. If they are that impassioned to move to a boycott, no matter yes. how stupid I think that is, right. if they are that impassioned, they're very well made. That's got to tell you something about. And here's the thing. I, like <laughs> I said, I probably agree with them on 80% of stuff. I'm just not that pissed off. Although yes. it's, it's, it's a little hard to buy because... In this day and age, we get a lot of people who get impassioned by something and hate on it over any topic yes. forever. People I'm a, are so, I'm offended and triggered by people what are addicted to outrage you. nowadays. That's is, for sure. It yeah. is an addiction. I mean, I don't want to go full scale Ruben report right here, but that is exactly what it is. It's an I, addiction I, to outrage. I, it's, and, it's that, almost, and I don't feel like that's what's happened with us and our response. And I don't speak for everybody in the podcast, but I don't feel like that's I'm what's happened raged. with our response <laughs> to Last Jedi. I think we really wanted to dig in and say, why didn't we like it? What didn't we right. like? What are the things? You know what I mean? And that's... And even we on this podcast are split on that, man. Yeah, I, yeah I, we absolutely. are. I, all of us have varying opinions on this. It's why, so. it's why Howie's not allowed on the carpet anymore. <laughs> I pee too much. <laughs> yep. All the time. Because I want you to kiss it so much. It's because you're used to sitting in the, in the pee chair. Piss. The, 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 the poop chair. Yep, the poop chair. <laughs> I don't want to kiss the piss. Poop chair. I keep peeing. No one's kissing. So, so I, I mean... I don't know. Do you guys give any weight to the boycotts? I mean, are they affecting this in any way, any real way? Well, I think there's, I think there's a, 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 I don't know what the percentage is. It's an effect. But it, it is yeah. 
adding to some. That's, I think I my take on this whole yeah. not doing well in the box office is I think it's a multifaceted Absolutely. issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think the bigger issues are the competition and the timing. Um, and the juxtaposition to another Star Wars and film. the poor marketing. The, yeah, the marketing was very light. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say poor marketing. I would say they already overspent their budget and yeah. they had a. But well, I I think they. That's wait, a good point. I never thought second. of it that way. I always thought of it as yeah. you know they just you know that's still there, there wasn't. Though. No, it is. It is, and and I. But I think that's a good point. I think they were way over budget given the reshoots and everything else, and Maybe you know it was less of a, a timing issue of having things prepared and more. Yeah. But we're just gonna have to wait because mm-hmm. we don't have enough money left in the coffers right i mean like disney like the mouse is holding his pockets inside out <laughs> no, that, that's, 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 that's a good almost, point because you're right there was almost no marketing for this film soup i mean we got, you're at target you really didn't see much <laughs> well we got we got these trailers way late way late and you know geez i mean disney like, and disney was already expecting yeah a low turnout yeah they so, already were expecting that, but 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 to Howie's point, yeah, it's multi multifaceted, some more than others. I don't think the boycott is lost because the boycott is also part of that vocal majority. I've talked to people who've not seen the movie. I've talked to people who've not seen. The movie. I've talked to people who are waiting for our take on it. Like, like, oh, you haven't put out the episode yet. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you were listening. <laughs> yeah, you got to put out the episode. I, I've heard I've heard not as good stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're waiting to see the movie. I mean, but you listen to us garble, gargle on about it. Don't wait. Go see. Yeah. But there are. There's a lot of people that are like on the fence because of what they've heard. And if that, you're a fan of that, Star Wars, you need to go see. Let it. me put it this way. If your take on politics is only what you see on Twitter or like the outrage machines of Keith Olbermann right. and uh, and I don't know who, you know, I guess in the past, Bill O'Reilly, I don't know who was on Fox News these days, but whatever. If the outrage people are your only take on what's going on in politics, you're going to think things are awful, worse, th- like worse than they even are, right? Yeah. You're, that's what your belief is going to be. And, and as a result, that same kind of thing along those lines, if people are on the internet and they're putting Rotten Tomato nonsense up, and I'm not criticizing Rotten Tomato, but I'm criticizing some people. That is going to reach other people. That is going to give them pause and stuff like that. And I say nay. Go say well, nay, I think I with say. with most most uh, kind of social media outlets, and I'll put Rotten Tomatoes in there uh, when you're looking at ratings. I don't. I, I've gotten to the point where I don't trust them anymore. Yeah. Well, go ahead and see. I traditionally do trust them, even though people have made those claims that but there's there's on, trolls and yeah. blah blah blah. But actually, Howie's been keeping a real close watch on on Rotten Tomatoes this yeah, week. What what are you seeing? Well, I, I I found it kind of important because you wait, know wait, wait, before, last... before I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh my again. goodness! Sorry to interrupt again, again. Corey. I'm sorry to interrupt again. I'm sorry. I love you. You can get back mute. on the carpet. I'm going to mute you. You can get back on the carpet. <laughs> I I do want to say that I have enjoyed carpet. how much attention Howie's been paying because this. This is the first time that I feel like I've seen Howie like really like into watching this type of metric crap, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, now I just lost my train of thought. So on so Rotten Tomatoes, there were yeah. these things. Uh, so the uh, it's probably the day after. Uh, no, it was yeah, right after Memorial Day. Right. I I looked. And I was like, you know, I'm going to read like the first twenty. Reviews that I come across, which I think were the, the most recent uh, reviews. Really backed up. And <laughs> I was. Really stopped up. Really needed some time away from the kids. Um, and uh, so, I, I, you know, if, what would I say? Uh, 75% were, were uh, 
four plus stars mm. and positive reviews yeah. uh, of what you read of what I read. Right. Uh, there was a health. Well, I would say 75%. There was a healthy amount of three stars. Yeah. So that represented 75%, mm-hmm. the three, three, three plus. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, there was about 25% of half stars, one and a half stars. <laughs> uh, you can give a half star. That's, you that's well, no, that's the, the, that's the lowest that? you can get. It's, you can't give it no stars. And actually, there's, I don't think that they've ever confirmed this, but half stars, I've been told, don't get counted. Don't, are, aren't counted in the overall average. For, you round them down, right? No, <laughs> like the Kessel Thank you, man. I love that reference. Yeah. I wish I had a button yeah. for that. The funny thing is, now I'm seeing a lot more one and one and a half stars than I am seeing. Half I think stars, there are a lot of people that know that that know that the half stars are considered outliers. Right. Yeah. But of the 25 percent um, of the ones I read, and I did this a second time, probably a couple of days later, and mm-hmm. the same results. Um, I would say 75% of the 25% negative reviews were... I can't do math that fast. I didn't see the movie, but I hate Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson or some variants <laughs> and that, you of know what? Last that, Jedi that hate. That kills me. That absolutely kills yeah. me. Because if you're on there and you're giving your review... Again, I'm a big believer in Rotten Tomatoes, and I like what they do. I like that they give the critic it's, score, it's and macro. I like that they give... Yes, I like to give that the audience score, and I just... That really disappoints well, me. And what, what really disappoints me is I literally read, that's terrible English there, but someone said Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson should die. Yeah. What? <laughs> wow. And I'm like, you know, salient, well, they will that's, eventually. That's, that's a salient right? argument. <laughs> you know, the, let's workshop their, 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 their uh, works of art will be worth more. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Well, you martyr them. Yeah, yeah. I better get their autograph real quick. <laughs> but you know, things like that. It's, it's yeah. Get off the internet. Your your opinion is valueless. Go outside, yeah. get some air. We are devaluing you because you devalued yourself. Uh, that's bad. That's no good. And that's, that's why. Bad. And that's why I think. And I want to clarify that I, you know, what I said about not trusting Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's more, uh, more true when you have a bigger blockbuster type movie like Star Wars franchise or sure. you're when you get, have a bigger sample of people yeah, actually I think, participating I think right. it's a smaller movie that you're probably going to get a little bit better take speaking of rotten tomatoes let me put a little pepper on it let me put a little pepper on that Mike let me put a little pepper on it go ahead okay the way K Mike K the way I use rotten tomato is this the critic score when a movie comes out matters Right? Sure. It's now, what dri- it, it's now, normally what drives people to the, the movie. The critic score matters, except under conditions where the critic score smell really funny. Right. And they smelled, fu- the they smelled really funny with The Last Jedi. They smelled really funny with Black Panther. Okay. Really funny. Now, I really... Two different results, though, right? I really... Yes, exactly. I really like Black Panther a lot. So does the audience. Yes. Okay. The Last Jedi... They were even higher on the critic score, and the audience was not. The audience still below 50%, okay? So the way I look at it, because you don't initially have an audience score to compare it with, is that if the critic score is above, like, 90%, you need to start asking questions. Right. 
And if just, the just for score, reference, just for reference, Last Jedi, the critic score is like 91%. Right. The audience score is like 46%. Right. Now, There's a, that's a disconnect there. It started at like 97%. Right. It was critic way score. high. And right. so the, uh, and, and also inversely, if the critic score is below like 30%, there's, sure. You don't have to ask as many questions, <laughs> right? You can you can say, okay, is there something like politically that's divisive about this movie or what? Past that, it's hilarious. When a you know when a when a Jim Carrey movie pulls zero percent, yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of like oh Jim Carrey, but it's funny because you're like wow, what a universally hated movie. I guess I shouldn't say it's funny. There you know people work hard on that shit. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Like um, but but you still have that question asked. Now the audience score is only relevant to me after about two or three months after a film comes out. Sure, because. It is a hype score. The day the movie releases, that audience score becomes available. And it, it will be the most untruthful, inaccurate thing right. that it will ever be. It's it on that first day. definitely has to settle it. Because right. more, I, I guarantee you, I don't know, but I, I feel like I can guarantee, despite not knowing, that there are more people reviewing the movie on the first day than have, than, who haven't seen it than have. Because I think people are just jumping on like, oh, I can review this now. I'm really excited about it. I know it's going to be great. And sometimes they're honest. I haven't seen it, but I know it's going to be great. And then they're honest. They're like, I hate it because Kathleen Kennedy stole my baby and ate it. Like, there's <laughs> oh. all these ridiculous, ridiculous things in that she first day. So it will be its most inaccurate in that first week. And it will become more accurate as more data gets added over time. Those outliers start to yeah. become less important. So, yeah, right. critics score first with a big grain of salt if it's over 90. All right. I feel well, like the best place for a movie is like 87% is like that's going to be an awesome movie. So, what do you think about their most popular TV on Rotten Tomatoes? At, uh, Cobra Kai is at 100%. <laughs> F off. Oh, I don't believe that. TV's a different animal <laughs> and Cobra Kai forever. <laughs> okay, so just for comparison, we've given Last Jedi numbers. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, Solo is trending um, on the critic score 71% and on the audience score 64%. Wait, so to, me, to me, is way more believable. We, we, it's almost about a 10% jump from when it released. Yeah. About seven, yes. seven to eight percent. You're right. When it was pretty low. On day one, it was in the 50s. And I suspect that as time goes on and people actually see this movie, it's going to keep going up on the audience score. Yeah. Over I mean, the, time, it's going to continually creep up. Right. The critic scores are pretty much in now. So, but mm -hmm. the audience score is going to continue, continue to creep up. 71% is a great place to be. But I think what Corey, uh, not Corey, but uh, Howie's point is, is that this audience score based on just his anecdotal you know, analysis is that it's probably higher than even the 64% that it's at right now. Yeah. You know, it's probably, if I was going to guess, only took people who'd seen the movie. If I was going to guess, it's probably solid 75%. Yeah. If I was going to guess, if yeah. you took out all the reasonable extra, the extra stuff. And right now there are 30,000 user ratings right now. So, so let's say a star Wars movie gets that kind of audience score, you know, even with all the fakies in the first day, Right. Let's say it's pulling the kind of score it is right now, which is where do we say 72% right now? 71, yeah. 71%. Mm -hmm. And The Last Jedi is where? 46? Uh, I believe it was 46. Oh, oh, last okay. time I checked. No, no, no. Last audience, if you're, we're talking audience score audience on score. solo, it's like 64%. On uh, Last Jedi, it's like 46%. Okay. So, yeah. well, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Well, kind of makes people think, yeah. don't it? <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm j the only thing I'm pointing out with that is that over time, 
the numbers at the last Jedi pulled were huge. The audience is enjoying Solo, according to this metric, more than they than the number of people that enjoyed last or Which, percentage wise. Yeah, because when when the last Jedi came out, it was right. It was like what in the sixties or yeah, 70s? It, it went down. Yeah, it was going down. The Star Wars, the Solo has been coming up now. The only reason why that's worth a, 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 a thing worth drawing is pointing out again those low box office numbers don't actually make sense. Because the more percentage, well, they make sense with these all the other influence. A, these are all on a percentage basis because obviously more people no, 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 saw no, no, the yeah. last Jedi yeah. than. But have that's seen what I'm saying. Movie. It's a it's the number of people have seen that have even given the movie a try. It's not right. the quality of the well, film. And that's all I'm. Something saying. that's interesting is from or the quality of the film in the percentage of people who've seen its eyes or whatever. It it's made, um, what. Uh, 30, 35 million in four days mm-hmm. during a week. Yeah. Since it, because it was like 84 million after the, um, uh, after the, the holiday yeah. weekend. The second weekend is always a big number because it's the drop. So no, during we, the, were, we were at, we were at 103. Oh, no, you're, you're, I'm sorry. Weekend, right. So it was, it was like 15 million in a four day stint over a week. Right. After a holiday weekend where the numbers usually go down. Yeah, because so people are recovering. <laughs> Fifteen million during the week, sure. during four days. Right. right. So the question is, this weekend, what's the drop off going to be this weekend? That's going to be what's really. It's got nothing to compete with. By, by go the way, up. listeners, this weekend means two weekends ago. Yeah, <laughs> and it it doesn't really have anything to compete against. I was reading as much. There's no, there's no new movies. There's no new movies. Infinity movie. War right. will have been out for like a month now. And then, you know, Deadpool 2 maybe, you know. Deadpool released a week earlier than Star Wars, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the competition is, is dying off. And on top of that, kids are out of school now. Um, sure. More and more kids as we get further into June are out of school. Which, so you honestly, that can contribute too. People. people are like, well, you know what? My kids are going to be out of school this week. We're going to save gonna... movie time for yeah. that. Right. So, I mean, I think all that plays into it i think it's gonna be very interesting to see week two week three week four all right i think that's what disney's also <laughs> interested to see Carrick, do you have do you have any other hot takes on the box office take um no i mean just i was in Meyer the other day and i saw a guy talking to a worker there that's a nice story friends, and he, he basically i mean this is all anecdotal but it might speak to it but uh he was talking to him about Solo, and he said he hadn't seen it yet because he still hadn't seen Deadpool 2 yet. Ooh, so, right. Dude, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Yeah, I there mean, is. And it wasn't like Deadpool I, I rushed out and saw more movies in a month than I've seen in I don't know how long. I mean, the, the, the reviews don't shock me. I mean, let's be honest. There was a lot of tropes in the movie, but the, the movie, I think, pulled them off. Yeah. There's a fine line between having tropes and making it cliche yeah. and having tropes and making it work. Right. And this movie made them work. And I'm thinking that's why the critics were poo-pooing it uh, a little bit. And I'm, I'm the most I'm surprised about it is that it wasn't certified fresh. Yeah. Because I've seen movies far worse than Solo certified fresh. Far worse. I agree. Yeah, far worse. Well, and, um, uh, what's that uh, a cinema? Well, go on. I'll figure it out. Cinnabum, cinema buns, cinema buns, cinnamon buns. Um, and that's kind of what I want to parlay into. Like, okay, we've talked about the box office and we've talked about where it's at and we still don't know where it's going to go. We went over the second weekend. It's going to do to it and stuff like that. What I want to talk about now is more the, the sort of qualitative response. You know, we've, we, we've touched on it a little bit, 
but you know, more of those like kind of deeper conversations. What is it that people are having critically to say about this movie? You know, we've talked amongst ourselves about even though we enjoy it, we recognize that there's smaller stakes in this movie, right? And also, you know where it's going ultimately. But the movie does a nice, and you know, inversely does a nice thing at the end to kind of say, all right, we took you here, but there's more. There's more bigger things out there that we're not going to explain right now. Is everybody looking at a computer right now other than me? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I got what I was going to say. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to talk about some of those critical, uh, you know, criticisms about the film, what people didn't like as much. Most of what I've heard is that the word pacing issues, which is as I have read reviews, which is more than a handful, less than a ton. Pacing issues has never been well-defined by the reviews that I have exposed myself to. They say, well, it has its pacing issues. I'm like, mm. You know what? I have heard that, too, and I, mm. I guess I don't... That needs to be defined for I've me, heard it too, from Corey. because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, because I, I don't feel that way. I felt like it was paced very well. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it, had well, its, it had its action points, and it had its slower points. It but It had an a-traditional fourth act. It, but that's, I, exactly. That's what, that's what I think people are... Grab, grabbing onto, but I'm not seeing that defined, and so I'm trying to figure out. For I don't sure think people know how really to. Means. I don't think people think, oh, it's got a fourth act, and that's what defines the movie issues. critics. They ought to be, or go back to school. Yeah, well, oh, we're talking about movie critics. <laughs> read a book. Oh, specifically the the critical reviews. I'm not talking about Twitter hate because half the time Twitter hate just. I mean. People are I'm still not talking about Twitter hate either. I'm talking about people who positively that. reviewed them, but said these are the issues I've had. Oh, I'm yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm half a step of that, half a step away from that. Where I'm looking at people who've overall cited the negative more, a little more than the positive in the film, and I'm trying to figure out what what that's in response to as much, especially given the fact that I love the characters and I love the dialogue and I love the action. The all I've seen really that stood out, the the criticism I've seen the most is quote, pacing issues, end quote. And I'm trying to figure out what that even means. And I think maybe that is it. That's just the fact that there's a fourth act and people were creatures of habit and we get uncomfortable when things aren't, you know, and let me put it this way. The te- uh, a modern like high school, middle school teacher knows that you can only teach for so many minutes and you have to transition. Sure. Because why? Kids are wired for commercial breaks. Does anybody know how long this movie was? I'm, I'm on a subject here, brood. Don't don't go chasing away. Okay? <laughs> but 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 like teachers have learned that they've have to, you have to take a break every like seven and a half or twelve minutes or whatever it is because kids are wired for there to be a stop every time like in during a TV show for a certain distance time, then it's a commercial break. Right. And it's the same kind of thing with movies. We're wired to have like unconscious expectations, which is why Mike can't stand it when a movie's longer than two hours. Right. Even though you made, you said Solo was different. Mike will often be like, how long is it? Solo, by just the Just like way, he just did when I was talking. Solo, by the way, is two hours and 15 minutes. Which is like one of the shorter, if yes, not the shortest. Right. And I'm actually okay, fairly okay with that. Right. But you are very sensitive to long movies because you're yes. like, all right, wrap it up. When you're starting, I don't, yeah, get I don't that get that. Hour, I'm I don't get that. I turn on the Postman last week, which is like four freaking hours long, and I gobble it up, right? And, the Postman? Yeah, I, dude, I like. I'm one of those people. I like that movie. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yep. With Kevin Assuming, Costner? Yep. 
<laughs> and the week before, I watched Dances with Wolves. Come at me, bro. Oh, that, that I got no problem with Dances with Wolves. That movie has an intermission in the middle. Because it's also four hours long. And, and, and here's another thing. I hate to let you in on the secret. A lot of similarities between those two films. A lot of similarities. But anyway, yeah, I like that movie. I, I'm not affected by that at all as long as the story supports the pace, right? So I'm having trouble figuring out, other than just the fact that there was a, a traditional fourth act in Solo, what pacing issues. Well, I, I also wonder if that kind of stems from, um, we went from uh, the, the beginning where they, you know, were trying to get off the planet yeah. to a war right. to uh, the train. To Kessel. Yep. You know, uh, I think very different set pieces with very hard pivots. Yes. And I think maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. It's kind of reiterating almost the same thing, but uh, just put it more specifically, you know, I I read more than someone said that it didn't feel like a cohesive piece. And I, I could understand maybe why someone would feel that way, even though I don't at all. Could you make the same criticism about Lord of the Rings trilogy? Or any one of the, the Lord Hobbit. of the Rings movies. No, <laughs> I didn't say the Hobbit. Yeah, no. No, <laughs> the original. The Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Because, because here's the thing. There's a difference between a contained cinematic story built with like on, on like in Hollywood for certain types of movies. On this page, this type of thing has to happen. On this page number, this like they're literally more scripts than you would ever want to know are written on a paint by number scale for at this point on this page in the in the script. A certain a certain kind of event has to happen. Like right. it's literally right. Paint it's Lego building. Well, they do the same thing for making music, right? <laughs> but that does not apply to a quest story. A quest story is here are all the different micro adventures that happen, and that's what Lord of the Rings is a quest story. Well, but yeah, what's different about Solo uh-huh. is it's following Solo instead of having multiple three or four groups that we're following. That's true. So that's a little bit different as well. That's true. And that made it, Star Wars usually has that uh, to some degree. Right. And this movie didn't. We weren't bouncing back to a villain in this movie. The villain was only there when the heroes were with them. Right. right. And here, thank you, Howie, because I don't even know if I'd consciously thought about that, which is surprising because the first time I read a Star Wars book, that was my favorite thing, was that it bounced back and forth, you know, right. the Zahn trilogy bounced back and forth with the with uh, Thrawn and all them as well. So, yeah, it didn't do that. So maybe that knocked expectations weird for some people. I don't know why it didn't affect me. Yeah, because I can totally see why people would say that, Mm -hmm. even though I don't agree. Yeah. But it it definitely was. I could see how it might feel choppy to some people. Yeah. Broken up. I still feel like. I've always gotten that from quest stories. I've always sure. from from quest stories. It's like okay, here's the part where we encounter the big bad. Here's the part where well, we encounter I mean, some sort of natural. You know, thing. Lord of the Rings is very atypical, and I think people are exactly very accepting of that. So yeah, maybe not so much here. And I I guess I understand the criticism. I guess you're right because it's a more complex plot. You know what you know? other movie that Ron Howard directed that underperformed? Willow. Yeah, that's a good one. And Willow too. Soon to, soon to be. <laughs> there, yeah, he would yeah like come on, Willow ideas. too. But same thing applies. Okay, Willow's a quest movie. It change the film changes with every scene, right? And maybe that maybe there are just people that have trouble handling it. But Lord of the Rings somehow. Yeah, but I just I like you like you alluded to before. I'm very sensitive to that stuff. Mm-hmm. And even though this is over two hours, 
man, there was not a point where I was starting to get bored or antsy or anything. Yeah. I, I was engaged the whole time, now, even during I the slow a, spots. I have a question. Uh, for you, because you're you're coming at it uh, from a person who loves the legends, and they definitely threw a lot of bones out for the right. legends. So that oh, yeah. would definitely hold your attention better than maybe somebody who didn't. What, do you think that played a factor? I don't, and I'll tell you why. Because the the legend stuff that was thrown in there was very piecemeal it was very there was just little tidbits it really go. yes very touch and go yeah but it was a constant like upper you for know you it would boom. have been a little more rush of endorphins like like a tasty right. skittle every now and then yeah sure no uh, yeah and ma- yeah i mean that's a fair point i mean maybe that is what kept me engaged maybe i, I don't know maybe that maybe those filled the potholes on what might for some people be an otherwise rough road you know, like we're all we all got to the same place in the same amount of time. We saw the same sights, but maybe some people were just feeling those bumps that were smoothed in for us because they were filled in by all these little endorphin rushes mm-hmm. that we're getting from. And that's been another complaint is that, well, maybe if I were a crazy fanboy, I'd like all this stuff. But it doesn't mean anything to me. And it's kind of like, well, does it have to? <laughs> and 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 the answer may be it smooths it, it smooths in low points. Maybe it could be. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's hard to really. Uh, to answer that it is as, uh, because you don't know how you would feel otherwise. But I mean, Howie, from your perspective and, and uh, yeah, I think that's a great point. Cause I have the best perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this regard, <laughs> in this regard, I think you might, because you know, you're not familiar with the Lando books. You, I mean, did you know who Ara Singh was when they mentioned her? Did you even pick up on that line? No, no. Yeah. Do you, have you ever heard of, you know, a uh, Cornette spaceport? Have you ever like, to be honest, most of the stuff that you were geeking out about doesn't matter at all to you. I didn't, but I'm, my perspective was a little tainted because I'm sitting next to you guys getting excited. Yeah, listening to us like <laughs> clap like freaking you know, seals. To that point, I never felt that at any point that it slowed down or where, where I needed something smoothed out. Yeah. So. You know, take it for what it's worth. Right. I'm not steeped in how he liked it. You can like it too. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking about this as we're talking about this, and and you're right. I I feel like that the little nuggets that were thrown out for us, even if they weren't there, I still feel like it it flowed pretty well because they didn't they didn't add to the plot. Nope. No. They didn't really add to the story in any and way other than slow make it. it. They, exactly. didn't, they, they didn't add or detract. We didn't sit there and say, oh, yeah, remember this time about They were literally Easter about. eggs. They yeah. weren't part of the main yeah. story. They were Easter eggs that were fun to find. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, when Lando was sitting there recording himself, I didn't know any of the legend stuff there. I enjoyed it because Lando was being <laughs> Thank Lando. Thank you. Thank Lando you. was being Lando. It was yes. the perfect substance to use for the, for the ga- the character gag. It yes. wasn't the it wasn't a dialogue gag. It was just the right dialogue to use for a character gag. Exactly. There's a difference. And, the, and they, the writers don't I think know that's that. the perfect the perfect point to throw a bone out and still have Lando be Lando, and nobody's the wiser. Everyone's happy. Johnny Kasdan, you are like the one interview I want to do. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him up. Let's call he's him about up. our. He's, oh. He was born. He was born the same year we were. So oh. we're tight, right? Oh, oh my gosh! Now I, you, Mike. Here I'm in. You, now you, Mike. Really, <laughs> really have not Eric, succeeded in life. Not I just. Nice. I, want, I want to throw this <laughs> yeah, out there. Doesn't that make you feel bad? Um, it does. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Johnny Kasdan. <laughs> Why am I not co-writing Star Wars movies? <laughs> That's all I've ever really wanted to do. <laughs> so cinemascore.com has has been polling audiences on uh, opening day 
since 1978. Cinnamon Whoa, score. That's older than me. Yeah. Um, and, and Johnny Cash. They, they, I don't know the specifics on how they grade it, but it's graded on that. The, the, the people coming out of the movies. Well, on exit the pulling. Okay. Uh, and uh, the uh, Last Jedi and The Force Awakens both got A's. Yeah. Uh, and Solo got an A minus. Oh. Uh, Infinity War got an A. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool got an A. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so apparently everybody gets A's. Um, Those are all except for movies, Breaking though. In, didn't that? And Adrift got a B. What was oh. what did the Jim Carrey movie? <laughs> the Zero straight to Netflix. I don't even know what it's. What's I don't called? remember the name of it. I it was straight to Netflix, wasn't it? It was straight. The to Soloist got a B plus. Which did the Soloist? Oh, the Soloist. It's mm. it's actually the prequel to the solo Star Wars story. The solo. <laughs> what did Justice right. League get? Let's, let's okay. So well, no, wait, wait, okay. Wait. So now we've talked about okay. Is well, no. There's other things though that people have I know, criticized no, this I know. movie I want to talk about. about something specifically. It parlays directly from what we just all right, said. Go ahead. Where do we all fall on how Han got his last name? This has That's been a very interesting. Yeah, this has been okay. divisive amongst a lot right. of the people I've spoken was, to. Once we got to that point where I knew what was going to happen, I'm not. Heard I was it. scared to death how it was going to play out. Yeah, I've not seen it complained about on like a lot of. The, oddly enough, on the internets, I've not seen a lot of rage over this. But the yeah. people I've spoken with have brought it up. Yeah, because really? I was huh. afraid that he was going to look at the camera and say. Solo. And then you it know. would flash up the uh, right. title yeah. of the movie. I, I thought yeah. it would be something that ridiculous. <laughs> a freeze frame right on a close-up. And then the title just squeeze runs in from the side and slams still in the middle. All right. With so a screeching tire noise. It just explodes. Like and a, then it plays Holiday like Road from uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation. It starts playing the first, the first guitar riff from Crazy Train. There you go. But when they did it the way they did it, the guy said, hmm, Solo. Right. You know, I was like, okay. and, and actually, I, what I loved, what I loved about that too, is that then it cut to to Han Solo, and he looked, and and there was a look of, oh, All right. yeah. <laughs> like okay, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> the guy, the the Imperial officer, just like sold it because he, he did. He, yes. It was like the he was doing it like this was the best thing he's ever done. Yes, yes, he was having it that day. Exactly, he was having the moment where, I hate my job, I hate my life, I'm stuck here doing this thing, but oh, yeah. it looks like Gerald gets to be creative for a moment. Okay, Here's this kid who wants to be in the Imperial Army. And, uh, solo, right? I'm going on break. You know what? And, and and here's, the best. here's the thing, that, that differs from, from and we, I think we mentioned this last week, that differs a little bit from from the old legends, mm-hmm. but I'm completely okay with it, man. Yep. It didn't bug me at problem. all. That's and that's another takeaway: is you do a movie well and you change something up like this. It's okay. It's okay. There you go. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> Just write I'm, a good movie. I am suppressing they, <laughs> so many negative I mean, comparisons. They, right there's now. no way they could have gotten the whole. F- Family backstory as it was in the legends. I'm going to tell you movie. what. I'm going to tell you what. I have a love for Thrak and Sao Solo's story, and <laughs> it's a, it's like an ironic <laughs> love. It's it's a sarcastic love because. It, it got better with every callback, with every continuity callback in the legends when he would show up again and stuff like that at Centerpoint Station and all that crap. But the early on, you're like, really? The Vong War, man. Yeah, he even the Vong War. Yeah, he's a butthole then too. But it was died in the Vong War. Yeah, he what did. A turd. Spoiler. 
<laughs> yeah, 20, 20 some year old spoiler. But yeah, just for a book. Yeah, then do that make you feel old there? A 20 year old spoiler. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, those characters were fine, but they weren't beloved by any means. You love it because it comes, it, it's like, it's like, you know, I was going to say, it's, it's like, like watching the, the Goonies. It's like the first season of Family Matters. When Urkel comes in, you go, oh, okay. And then he says, did I do that? And you're sold. Yep. You're in. Yep. You're in, baby. Yep. He's asking if they have any cheese. Anybody Come got on. any Get cheese? Get out of here. Yeah. But like, you know, it, it, he grew on you after a while, even though he was the annoying character that just kept popping up. Then he grew on you, and then the show was pretty much about Okay. It. And then so, he turned into Stefan. And it yeah. Was and <laughs> Stefan. What was Von Urkel? What was Robo Urkel's name? He had a robot Urkel, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez, man. But we're going deep down. Diving yeah. here on the Family Matters, Lord. <laughs> the, the Rogue Girl. I'll say it right now. Uh, uh, what was the aunt's name? Was it Jackie? Was every yeah. aunt on every show Aunt Jackie? Because I know that's on Roseanne as well. <laughs> was on Roseanne. <laughs> but either way, that chick who was who played Addie on Give Me a Break, and she's from she's d- one of Dawn and Tony Orlando and Dawn, and I've always had a crush on her. <laughs> it's out. I can finally sleep at night. <laughs> All right. So I, I've got to hit on Ooh. one of the other criticisms of the film that I've I've heard from some people. Yeah. And that is there seems to be I don't want to say it's a majority of people, but at least a portion of the, the criticisms criticisms that I've read are that a lot of people had a problem accepting Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. Because I, they can't divorce themselves from the Harrison Ford. And that's something Ford. you're saying that. You're saying they can't divorce. I don't know if, that, and I said this earlier when we discussed this. That seems to be, I don't to know me. if they would say that about themselves. But but from outward appearances, you're saying. So are you, they are you inserting themselves. that or have people said that? I've, I've specifically had conversations with people and one guy in particular who was just like, well, he, he felt like that, um, that Alden Ehrenreich, Reminded him of a different actor, and he just could not get past it, and that it was too divorced from Harrison Ford. I I can understand perspective that kind of. Perspective. I do too. It's I mean, always hard to hey, accept like, a recast. I really have a hard, well, yeah, especially an iconic character like Han Solo, yeah, right? yeah. or Dumbledore. But I, and I think if if you you have an actor in there that <laughs> either kind of turns you the wrong way, even though you know it's other movies or just their their style, like Hayden Christensen. I know you guys said he's been out of other movies that are really good, but he's one of my, like, I can't stand him in the prequel. In, well, in the. It took yeah, a lot for me to watch him in a movie after the prequels but, and divorce yeah. that from him. So I absolutely understand from that perspective. And then you throw the Han Solo thing on top of that or the Harrison Ford thing on top of that. Yeah, I could totally get that. I, I have nothing to say other than I'm, I'm sorry that you can't do that. And Enjoy I, it. I totally yeah, agree. You can't just straddle that. Right. I totally agree with that. And I, there's you're right there's nothing i can counter there to try to convince those people it's like if you can't get past the fact that it's not harrison ford yeah i can't help you new daddy's not the same as old daddy nope new daddy's never gonna be the same as old daddy i'm sorry kiddo i think we came to an early agreement on this podcast when we first knew about hanso is that we knew that they we we couldn't have somebody come in and emulate Harrison Ford. Harrison right. Ford can't even talk, emulate a Harrison, Harrison Ford. A Harrison days. Ford impression would have been the worst thing for this movie. Yeah, and so we knew that going in that, that we weren't we were hoping that wasn't going to be the case, and we we knew that that shouldn't be the case. Right. 
And 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 it's one of those things where it's 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 like we came to grips with it early on, kind of like I don't know Lucasfilm throwing out the old canon, where it's like okay, this is happening, let's make peace with it now. Yes, so we can become available to accept whatever. Yeah, that's going to be. one of the perks of what we're doing is we can actually talk about it. Way, this is way literally in this is just this whole podcast has just been our own personal psychology session. <laughs> <laughs> this has all just been a giant coping coping mechanism and I hope it serves that function for a lot of other people because otherwise I feel bad that they're having to listen in you know, or I'm imagining all of our listeners just sit there with a memo pad, rolling their eyes like we're laying on a chaise lounge, just spewing garbage out. Like, this is what it hurts and why. Now, tell me about your mother. Oh, wait, you talk about it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I talk about your mother all the time. I know. OK, I so we've sweet, we've talked about love. we've talked about the competition that Solo is up against. We've talked about the boycotts. We've talked about criticisms of the film. We've a, a little bit talked about this next issue, but I want to kind of dig into it a little bit more. How about Star Wars fatigue? Are we? Well, are Disney we... says it's not an issue, so it's not an issue. <laughs> nope. There you go. Mouse is always right. Ain't that a shame? <laughs> I don't think I don't take it seriously yet. I do. I, okay, I will say this. I don't think it's fatigue. But let me put it this way. Like, all right. You have to admit there's a middle, lot of material school, out there. Middle school track team terms. I'm going to put a middle school track team. Howie, listen up. You're close to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Middle school track team terms. I'm not going to say it's fatigue when every week you run an event. But I am going to say that if you've got one race five minutes after the other race ends, you're gonna your performance could be impacted. Especially if that race that you were in previously, you stumbled and fell a bunch you, of times. Yeah, you mm. you arguably did not perform as mm. admirably as you could, even though everybody was here cheering you on. It was only half of you that and stumbled it could be, and fell. Okay, let's put it this way. Let's put this. Everybody else stumbled and fell, and for some reason you performed really well, despite the fact that you clearly stumbled and fell and really, like, scraped yourself up. Yeah, and then half the fans in the, in the, the bleachers were cheering for you, half yep. of them were yelling at you. Yep, it's very, this is so the perfect And then analogy. after the race, you went to the concession stand and got a, a mix of Coke and Mellow Yellow. <laughs> you got the suicide <laughs> fireballs. <laughs> and then you came right back out and did another race. That I think the five months is too close. Six months, whatever. But again, to Mike's point, we got to get we got to get used to that. Uh, I'm still not convinced that's no, okay. Don't Here's, not anymore. We got a year and a half for the next one. Well, yep. after right. that, well, yeah, we'll see how this works out. The, but the, t- 2020, there's three movies planned. Here's the realization I've I've come Star to Wars because movies? no, just three movies total. Oh. Here's, here's the realization that I've come to because I was a I was really big on this fatigue bandwagon. I really thought that was a problem that we're putting these two close together. Releasing a movie every year is too much, and now we're doing it five months later. But I've slowly come to the realization. I've heard people argue, and I'm coming to agree with this. If you put out a good movie, people are going to watch it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Peepers, peepers love yeah. good movies. Seriously. I mean, I watched Black Panther. And um, Ragnarok at the like the same time almost yeah and I'm like these are good movies yeah right. they're both and good. I was and I enjoyed it, even though I, I feel like I have quote unquote superhero movie fatigue yeah but they're good movies and I'm like I'm glad I watched them yeah but yeah you know when you watch Ant Man you're like yeah it's all right. <laughs> sure <laughs> because you, and it's not that Ant Man's not actually really good but it's hard to stand up amongst the ocean of other films. So that's not a fatigue issue. That's just a standing out issue. It's a penetration issue. There you go. Hey, oh, Garrick told Garrick's mom told me all about it. Wait, what? What? 
Are you my uh, daddy? I, I think that. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that just happened. Um, I really, really, I, I agree with you guys, but I don't, yeah, I don't believe in the fatigue thing as long as there's quality, but I do think that this close together. What do you think, Garrett? After, the, after a movie thing? as divisive as it was. Could be uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, fatigue, it's, it's difficult to judge because like you mentioned before that either you really, really, really love the last Jedi and nothing could ever stand up to it. And Han Solo, you, you won't want to see it because it's just, you know, boring and the same, or you really, really hated the last Jedi. You don't want to give Disney any more of your money. They fatigue in that sense, maybe, but just, you know, for being a star Wars movie, I, I don't know if I buy it. I, I, I buy more into the fact that, just the release date was awful. It was horrible. It was. I honestly think enough time had passed because you know people are going to people have already decided. We talk a lot about peepers, don't we? People. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think like, people uh, have have whatever line they were on this whatever side of, or if they're in the middle on the line, they've already made that decision. It's already sunk in. So they are going to make their choice, whether it was May, June, December. Right, and I think we're that's coming. Like, but that's I think, talking specifically about those people. I think that there are normies and straights who might be like, "eh, it's awful quick." And but, especially uh, when it comes to the, the juxtaposition of other releases that have, like, you know, the 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 competition releases. When did Black Panther come out? And then when did Infinity War come out? Within a month. I'm um, no. I mean, within 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 the months. within the fact that there's other movies that people are trying to see at the same time. This movie's out. I think that they, those people, not the hardcore fans, not the divisive, not any of that, just some people be like, I got another movie. See, I just saw a Star Wars film. That one can wait. You but know, I've, I've, and that's not necessarily fatigue, but it, but the juxtaposition to big releases out at the same time. And the fact that last year I was so recent, it, there's a lot of people that just like, I only see this many movies. I want to sweep in as many. It's, it's a perfect think, storm. Not everybody's well, got to agree with that, but like me, I don't think that we you can get away from that. If if they're right. planning, unless they're planning on doing a year and a half or year two years between releases, if they're actually going to be putting out more movies, that's going to be the norm. I agree. Really, I want to address this. Do you guys really believe we're going to get more than we've already been getting? Well, I think it's yet to be seen no, because. Well, it, yeah, I think they're they're I at least they testing it. Garrick, I think that's Garrick. I've heard what these two squawk boxes have said. What do you, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get more than like one a year or one every other whatever? Well, they've got like no, what twenty movies if, lined up. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? I mean, they they haven't officially announced another movie after nine, as far as I know. I mean, there's no. rumors, well, rumors about there's like I guess plausible rumors of a Boba Fett movie or an Obi Wan movie. To me, think, all signs point well, to look, brake pumping. Let's right talk now. No, let's yeah, talk. absolutely. I think this is gonna. Really? I think that yes. this is gonna be a good test. This they're, they're is like, gonna oh, especially. Well, now. I think we definitely. This I think definitely this is a test. But I mean. Going back to what's been discussed or announced, we've got, I mean, let's just throw it all out there. Kenobi is being talked about. Talked about. Boba Fett is being talked about. Talked about. Um, there's um, um, Ryan Johnson trilogy. That right, still Ryan, hasn't, right. Ryan Johnson trilogy. And everybody stopped. There's the TV about. stuff that's coming out. I mean, I'm looking forward to 
Serious, there's the TV a lot. thing is the only sure bet right now, and even then we've the, waffled on that. And we got the Game of Thrones people talking about Star Wars. That's, oh, that's the TV right. show. Oh, no. no, oh, they're a movie series. Yeah, You're right. That's, yeah, that's Favreau. That's right. doing Favreau's Johnny doing the TV. Yes. Yeah. So there's more than you guys are thinking. Talk, <laughs> talk. No yes. announcements. D- right. And announcements show us what's going to happen in the next few years. Yeah, Talk. Yeah, I, there, I think I think what's happening is this is a, a critical point right now. Real quick, quick. That they're going KK to decide to either Lando go that too. direct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then retracted that and then it was probably under her breath saying yes yeah. to do. But um, she was on Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I almost got a spit take out of Mike. That was <laughs> almost all over the board, too. Oh, yeah. Good thing it's covered. He had um, the glass up by his mouth. <laughs> but uh, uh, I remember I was going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, man. I got oh, to swing for the face. They're, either, they're at the, a critical point where they're going to dis- try to decide, are we going to do the Marvel route, is what I'm going to call it, or are we going to do the Lucas route and wait? George Lucas. Right? I know they don't want to wait because they spent so too much, much money on this. The, this well, thing they is, made it all back. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> think I, don't, I don't know that they this have is what I think is going to happen. They want to make money. Yeah. Star Wars is still a hot property. Yep. They're sure. going to shrink their budget and be putting out more movies. See, and here's the thing. I agree with you. Secret, gentlemen, because I know we're going long here. They were, they're building a park for Star Wars. You I know think they, they got to keep it going because they've already got the park more than half built, but I'm going to let them chill on secret. Let's chill. Ready? Love the idea of st- low budget Star Wars movies. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Absolutely. Word. Make <laughs> make them try. Squeeze the blood out of the directors that's, and the writers. That's what make, made A New Hope so good. Make them work their balls off to try to figure out how to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Yep. That's the Star Wars I want to see because you want to know something. That's what I feel like Solo was. I don't care how much it cost. Sure. Ron right. Howard had to come in and pull a rabbit out it, of a... Uh, yeah. It ended up feeling like a low-budget movie. It really did. A less-budget yeah. movie. I won't say low, but a less-budget movie. Even though we they know... They had to make some things happen because they <laughs> had to spend... They had to throw away some money. It def- yeah, they had to throw good money It definitely didn't yeah. feel like Force Awakens, Last Jedi, or even Rogue One. Nope. For sure. Yeah. That's something we didn't talk about last episode. Is just... I mean, maybe we touched on it, but just the, the sheer amount of practical effects like yeah. outside of like the space flights and all that uh, stuff i mean that train sequence i don't there was nothing in the movie that made me go cg lame the only cg thing was when uh, lady proxima oh. was getting burnt burned by the light <laughs> yeah sure that's that the only thing the that only stood thing. out yeah. yeah i even liked the when when chewie was freeing the wookies the the kind of the I don't know. We didn't dumbed talk about down, that. Dumbed down version of the Wookiees. Yeah. I liked that. Like a scrawny Wookiee. By <laughs> yeah. the way, may I? I mean, we don't know. But may I? Yes. Sure. Was that scrawny Wookiee that he knocked heads with? Was it? Was oh, it? What do you want to say? Was it Molotovuk? I think it was. Yes. Welcome back. Yeah. It is now, Effers. <laughs> now, there was also a little Wookiee there, too, that you barely get a glance of, which may well be uh, maybe lumpy. Go ahead, Garrett. Now, I could be mistaken, but the second time I saw that, right when uh, uh, Chewie and Mala are, you know, touching their heads together, there's a split second where somebody yells a name. 
just a random character that we don't know who it is. Yeah. I swear he said Mala. I could be wrong. Really? Oh. But next time I go back or right. anybody goes back, check yeah, it out. We need to pay it's attention too late to, to see it tonight. We're he's he's see yelling it. Mala and gesturing her to come over right before she leaves. Oh. Okay. So here's. How did I miss that? Here's the thing, man. I could have been saying something else. That's just what I heard. Maybe it's just my head. Actually, Maul's here. Is what I, I played Welcome Back, but wasn't she in one of the novels? Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she was. I don't care. After Welcome back novels. to the movies or something. Yes, right, right. Welcome back to the screen. Right. What Molly, I love. Molly and Itchy were both in there. Itchy, yeah. Itchy what? was there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Itchy Tobuk. I didn't see yeah, Itchy. Man. Oh, in the book. Well, in book. Aftermath, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, Aftermath. Yeah. What I love about like that scene with with birth. with who we are considering to be Mala, what I love about that is that there is literal or no exposition there. Nope. All we have is visuals. There how how much did you expect there to be in the next scene? A moment where Chewie's growl something to Han's like, Oh, that was his family he left behind. Apparently he's pledged a life debt to me. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was waiting for because that's how dumb movies are written now. Yes, right. That's how they work. Right. And they didn't. And I just yes. want to grab Ron Howard and kiss him on his stub- ginger stubbled face. And there again, I go back to this fact that, you know, you you don't have to spell. I don't know. For, for the casual more. for the casual fan. You know, they didn't the need. Yeah, they didn't need all that exposition. But for the, the super no, fans that know what's know going it. on, we already know. We just no. know, and it's like, oh, thank do, you, thank um, you. Do we know about? Have they mentioned the life debt in any of the original trilogy? Well, the book was. Oh, in the original trilogy. Mm. In the trilogy, no, that was all. I'm like, trying to remember uh, where I first first heard this. That about was the life debt. The life life debt came as like like expanded universe type stuff or like in like uh what they call I swear I knew about this and before things like you guys this. have been telling me but it, was in the Han, it was in the Han Solo trilogy wasn't it well yeah but I'm saying even when the movie was released yeah there was there was exposition that oh Chewie owes a life debt to Han yeah it wasn't just part of a legend story it was like this is the accept that thing. was like the kind of thing is you'd read back on the on the back of a, like a title card or a, a, yes a, a, a store shelf card yes if you go back and you read that stuff like the oldest you know like Chewie action figures and Stuff like that. That information, that backstory is a part of that. That was part of it from the beginning. Oh, yeah, and the aftermath book was called Life Dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking there was something called Life Dead and I couldn't remember it. So yeah, that is canon. But they didn't say it. They didn't say and it. You didn't ha- yeah. That's like, so beautiful that they didn't beautiful. say it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, I had something I actually was consciously aware of the first time we saw the movie. Because I was again, waiting for the, the, the words to come across the screen like yes. it's moving, like a racing movie. Life right. dead. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or even like Life you dead. said, that there was going to be some kind of exposition afterwards. Where like he's sitting in the Falcon's like, hum, hum, hum. right. Like, what's the matter, buddy? Oh, that's your that's your family. That was your you wife? <laughs> right. Why did you leave him behind? You're 190 <laughs> years old. Man, oh, you're a bigger man than I. <laughs> yeah. That's one fine gilf of a Wookiee. <laughs> okay, I'm writing the episode title down. Oh, good. <laughs> Absolutely good stuff. Nailed it. Of a 
Okay, got it. All right, gentlemen, this one's rolling long, and I know we can keep going on gushing. Oh, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Here's the thing. As people who have listened to us droll on about The Last Jedi for the last several months know, we will be talking about Solo for many months to come. So hopefully you will join us in that adventure because, hey, we're happy about what's happened. The only thing we complain about is that we wish that more people were as happy as us. So, hey, if you want to join in the fun and free love, go out, see the movie. Let us know what you think about it. Hit us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138. I'll repeat that at fly casual 1138 on the Twitter sphere. Hit us up and let us know what you think. We, like we've said, you're not wrong unless you're a D bag, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so wrong, Corey, if you don't, wrong. if you, <laughs> if you're, if you don't like the movie, but you're like, you want to kind of have a dialogue started with us. We, we'd love to hear your opinions yeah. on that. I stuff. mean, you can like movies that make you feel mm-hmm. you can dislike movies because of, uh, uh, Critiques of about how they do certain special things yep. or whatever, 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 technical, whatever. non-technical. You just can't hate a movie because you haven't seen it. yet. I look at everything from a technical perspective, usually when it comes to movies. But yet we've been hearing people the last couple of days. So on. I think Last Jedi is one of the greatest films ever made because it made me cry. And I'm like, that's all it takes. You know, my mom cries at AT and T commercials. Like I'm just not wired. Those are good that commercials way. though. <laughs> they were. Yeah, they were. I'm not wired that way, but it's a perspective, and it's interesting to get. So hey, hit us up. Start the conversation with. We'd love to talk to you at Fly Casual 11:38. And uh, also, once you run over, check out uh, BetterKind.com. There's show notes for these shows. Sometimes there's things to click on and look at. Obviously, these have been more of a hodgepodge. But hang out, and you can also listen to the show straight from the website. Wouldn't that be nice? In the meantime, run out to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get the podcast. I don't know. Or Plex, Plex. I guess. <laughs> and now that that's a thing. And give us a nice little review, which I don't know if you can do through Plex or whatever. But uh, but help us reach more listeners. Tell your friends about us. We love to have more people along for the ride because that's the thing. We have our own little microcosm of a micro community right here. But on Twitter and places like that, the more we grow, the more we can actually have an expanded community and have great dialogue with you guys. It is so much fun. The Twitter engagement that we're getting a little bit lately, uh, a little more of lately, I am really enjoying getting on there and being a part of that. I like it, so I don't know. Do it because it's fun for me. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Go see Solo, Over there's a Howie. Star Wars story. Hey, guys. Yeah, what? Of the last three things that have been on the screen, yeah. whether it's TV or, or movie, yep. we've had Solo, and The Last Jedi yep. mm-hmm. and Rebels. Oh, yep. There it is. There it is. There it is. Right there. Two of the three, in as a as a whole as, podcast, as a fly casual group. Have we been are very emphatically fans of. <laughs> emphatically, I'm just saying, two for three, and all of us sixty-six percent. All of us are at least okay with the other one, and 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 some of us much more so. So I hey, this said 68 percent. That's right. So, hey, uh, we're feeling better about the directions of things, and hopefully you can hear that in our voice. And we hope that continues, and we want to continue with you. So, join us in all those places. Did I ever say Garrick? I never got to pat it yeah. over to Garrick because how yeah. it all Hey, slow. everybody. Hey, Garrick. Yeah, that's going? me. Go hug a Wookiee, everybody. Yep. And lay better. in its lap. Hug the Wookiee. That's what they say. Curl up in a, have you ever curled up in a Wookiee's lap? Mm-hmm, I sure have. Yeah. Best sleep of my life. Mm-hmm. I woke up, and I had toast with jelly. Yeah. yeah, delicious. And then Garrick's mom was there. Was that the Minoc fry? Heck yeah, it was. Yeah, the Minoc fry. I gave your mom my special jelly. Oh no, gross. Yeah. What about Wookie jelly? <laughs> Let's just stop. Uh, it's very.